1: Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 31 of the Mom Hour. I'm Megan Francis here, as always, with Sarah Powers. Hey, Sarah. How are you?
0: I'm good. How are you?
1: Good. I'm in a great mood because we're talking about one of my very favorite things today, and that is holiday movies, music, TV, all of our favorite things having to do with the holiday. Um, I am am totally unprepared. This is going to be completely off the cuff for me. I know. (laughs) Me but too. That's, I have a long history of, you know, all of these different things. So, you um, know, you are
0: you <laughs> and I are uh, maybe a little opposite in this regard, because yes. I tend to be pop culturally illiterate, which is yes. not to say that I haven't seen or listened to some of these things. But you are a wealth of knowledge and oh, I well. am not.
1: I do tend to be a little stuck in the past, though, when it comes to this kind of thing. Like, I'm not always up on what the newest movie everyone's watching oh, oh, neither is. Am I. But I, I'm, I'm like
0: deprived in both Senses. In both
1: directions, like but nothing. You know, coming I know. Sometimes in and, I come and out and surprise true. you with that's that's true.
0: Some some obscure Hallmark. You'll maybe. have something. <laughs>
1: and you know what? You know, maybe there was some um some some books. Those count too. There's always good yeah. holiday scenes yes. and some books. So we can yeah. talk you're like, yay, something I can talk about. Okay. Um so before we get to that, we have a little housekeeping. Sarah, do you want to take this part? Sure. All right. Yeah. Um well I, a couple of things. You'll probably chime in too, but I just wanted to
0: um shout out to a few listeners. We've gotten some really nice emails and Reviews lately, and it's just nice. I just wanted to read a couple because it makes us feel good, and we want to acknowledge that you guys are taking the time to write these words. So, um, we've gotten some really nice reviews on iTunes lately. Um, if you're not sure how to leave a, rev- a review on iTunes, we have a little tutorial right at themomhour.com, um, and you can find out how. But this uh, review is called life changing, and it's by Little G in the OC. So I like life her little changing. handle I'm in the OC. I like that too. And she said. I've never listened to a podcast until about a month ago. I only hoped to find something to entertain me while feeding my son and cleaning up after. Little did I know that my life would be forever changed. The mom hour is like a recorded hug for moms.
1: Oh, I love uh, that. That
0: is amazing. That is like the best. Um, she goes on, it provides information and, most importantly, reassurance. This mothering gig is stressful and challenging. Having non judgmental words of wisdom from more experienced mothers is priceless. Love it. So little G, that is the best. Yeah, it if we could be best. a recorded hug for even one person, then this I is. I kind
1: of like to think that we're like hugging everyone. <laughs> 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 hugging the world. People are
0: like like physically shrinking away from Right her. now people are like, okay, <laughs> this just got weird.
1: <laughs> Unsubscribe. <Don't touch. laughs> Don't
0: touch me. Um, and then one more email that we got from Becky um, just last week. She said, I've been listening to your show for a couple of months and just wanted to tell you how much I enjoy it. She said, "I think it's so comforting to be able to listen to real-life moms who know what they are talking about from experience, um, talk about the really ordinary but so relevant stuff about parenting and life." She said, "I just wanted to say I'm here, I'm listening, and I enjoy it." And Becky, that is what we need to hear sometimes. Yes, we do. Because we're, we're talking- a little bit
1: needy, you know. Where <laughs> yeah. we're here with our arms out, like hug us back. <laughs> So those two, Little G
0: and Becky and everybody who's emailed and left reviews lately, just thank you. Thank you We um, really appreciate it. Yes. Um, and then, Megan, did you want to give a little hint at something special we have cooking up for the yeah. next? Yeah.
1: So, okay. So we had an argument before we started to record because <laughs> I,
0: well, I we were talking.
1: We talk- had an argument. Okay. Well, it wasn't, it was just, dis- well, it was a disagreement in which you were clearly right. So. <laughs> Oh, then I like those. You just okay. set me straight right away. Those but are my We of. have a holiday, a special holiday <laughs> series coming up, um, which I literally thought was still like three or four weeks away. I don't know yeah, what Sarah, I was thinking. I'm Sarah, like, oh, we still have like a month, that. right? I, uh, and Sarah said, no, no, we don't. No. <laughs> so um, in the week of, the week before Christmas, so the yeah. week that most people's kids are out of school, mm-hmm. um, we're not going to be doing a regular episode because we figured people are going to be busy running back and forth, but we thought everyone might still want to be checking in with us maybe even a little more often, if not for as long. So that week, we're actually going to find some of our favorite writing about the holidays that we've done over the last, I don't know how many years it's been that we've known each other and or or beyond before that. And we're going to um, record those us reading those essays, and one is going to come out every day that week. Yes. In fact, if we have a lot of them, we might even do more than that. I don't know. Like we're just going to record them all at once, see how many we love and have, yeah. and and then and then put them all up. Um, and that's going to be that series is going to be sponsored by a program I have coming out in January called Beyond at Home, which you heard us talk about Beyond. Uh, that was the retreat that I hosted back in October, and this is going to be like the at home version of that. Um, and so you'll find out more about how to set because I'm going to offer a special price um, on that to podcast listeners only, and that link will only be active like around the week that week. So right. just check in, make sure to check in, so you can <laughs> get that link and follow over and sign up. It'll be a great holiday gift to yourself, and that'll start in mid-January. But we're really excited to read some of our yeah, favorite it'll be fun our to favorite do some holiday read a stuff. Yeah, essay. I mean, we've both written a lot of essays about everything and having to do with this time, this of, year. time of year. Yeah. And I think it'll be like a fun little change from the usual. um, And I think we might find that when we start digging through our archives, we have even more content than we – that we've written more of these than we think we have. (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. And so now
0: would be a really good time to actually subscribe to the podcast, you guys, so that you don't miss more timely stuff. Um, And you can do that through any of the podcast apps on your smartphone like iTunes or Stitcher. You can also – if you're doing this mostly on your computer, just go to themomhour.com. And sign up for our emails. And then you get an email every time a new episode publishes. So, yeah, because that week will be every day. You so, you know, while um, you're
1: making cookies or Those will be fun. Cookies. And they, I mean, how long do you think those little episodes will be? Like, like five to ten minutes? Seven minutes? So, yeah. yeah, five to ten. Because there might be days we, do, we both do one, you know, right. um, in a day. But so, yeah, five to ten. And so you can expect those starting, I would say, Monday the 20th. Twi- is it the 20th? 21st, 21st, I
0: think, is the Monday. Okay,
1: so that Monday, look for the first one. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that'll be fun. It'll be very fun. Um, and then Christmas Eve is Friday, right? Or is that Christmas Day? Christmas is Friday. Christmas yeah. is Friday. Oh, maybe yeah. We all- so Monday through Thursday, maybe. Maybe we should we'll share, share earlier. <laughs> just subscribe now. <laughs> maybe we should figure out what day it is. We should, but we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll record them all. Then we'll know. And then we can tell you at the next episode, but just subscribe yeah. and expect to see a whole bunch of them. Yes. That week. Many yeah. recorded hugs. The Many week recorded of- hugs <laughs> coming your way. All right. <laughs> so should we get on with this? Let's get on with it. Okay. So, Sarah, I feel like I could sit and talk about Christmas TV, movies, music all day long. Um, But I'm just curious. We've talked mm -hmm. about this on the show before, and you've definitely told me about this. But you when you talk about your cultural illiteracy, it's because you didn't really watch a whole lot of TV growing up.
0: Yeah, I had limited TV and movies growing up. Not none. Not like off the grid. But we weren't. the TV wasn't just on. And this is going back to birth order, which we always seem to come to. I'm the oldest, which means I think there's a big difference between a younger kid growing up with siblings who are watching stuff versus an oldest because I was the oldest. So like I didn't see, and, and my parents were fairly conservative about the types of things I watched and the amount. So you combine all those factors and it wasn't like I didn't have a TV but we, you know, we were only allowed to watch a certain amount per week. And it was we, I was pretty sheltered being the oldest that I only saw things that were pretty age appropriate. Right. It was like, I know with my three kids, you know, we just took Violet to a movie in the theater that was the latest Disney Pixar movie. And she didn't even flinch at the right. things that my older kids would have been just hiding. You know, right. it's still it's still kid appropriate, but the she's just used to seeing more. And I'm sure it was the same with you growing up. Oh, absolutely. And Clara. So that's part of it. I was well, the oldest, and then, um and then, yeah, we just weren't a family where the TV was like on in the background, yeah. so when we watched something, it was, it was intentional and it was usually age appropriate, which means I missed a lot of things. You and I are, i think, three years apart, two and a half yeah, years two apart, and a half, like but that. we're like ten years apart
1: in uh pop culture because you had
0: older siblings I did,
1: yeah, so, but i also but I also think there something that was a little bit different about then and now is that um. It was an event. I mean, it's not mm-hmm. like every year I was watching all the very special holiday episodes of every new right. show that was out. But like right. every year, um, the great, or it's, what is, what the heck is the Charlie Brown one called? Uh, I don't know. It's the yeah, great Christmas. Christmas what Brown. is it? <laughs> it's not the great, that's the great pumpkin. What? Oh my gosh. I can't think of it. Well, it's the Peanuts holiday special. Yeah. Every year we would watch that. Every year we would watch Rudolph. Every year we watched the Grinch that stole Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there were others, but those are the three that really stick out as like those half hour. Oh, I think there was even a Garfield one that I liked a lot. Okay.
0: Megan, the end of the school year and kickoff to summer is a busy time of the year for families, but we can all eat stress free and hit our wellness goals with ready to eat meals from our sponsor, Factor.
1: Factor's delicious meals are never frozen and can be ready to eat in just two minutes. You can pick from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular choices like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Plus, they have more than 60 add-ons like breakfast, lunch, snacks, and beverages to keep you fueled all day long.
0: So our team was comparing notes recently on our favorite factor meals. And Katie loved the herb-crusted chicken with mashed cauliflower and toasted almond green beans. I loved that one too. And get this, so did her little boy, Charlie. She heated it up for lunch one day and Charlie, who's three, ate almost all of the green beans. I mean, that's quite an endorsement, right?
1: I was going to say, what a parenting win. <laughs> and I get it, Charlie. Those green beans are crazy good. And if you really want to treat yourself, they even have meals with filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. Listeners, head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box
0: Bionic sandals, sneakers, and flats all offer incredible support, stability, and cushioning, and every pair comes with a 30-day risk-free trial, so it's easy to try them out.
1: Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at Bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Bionic shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Um, Every year, you know, those half-hour programs would come on, and you would know about it Mm -hmm. way in advance because... Because there wasn't anything else to watch, right. <laughs> so like everyone watched those shows all on the same night. Um, right. It was a little more special. I kind of missed that a little bit. Yeah. Like, you know, I'd come home and it'd be like, oh my gosh, is you know tonight is today the seventh of December or whatever right. day it was. Oh, on ABC tonight at eight o'clock, it's gonna be. I-, I cannot believe I. It's the Great Christmas Charlie Brown is not right. I'm gonna have to look. It's the Great Chris. It's the Great Christmas <laughs> Pumpkin Charlie Brown. Well, anyway, um. You would just know those shows were coming on, right. And you would, yeah. Sit but I remember down. looking in yeah. the newspaper, or you, right? Or the, in the, news, or the TV guide, or, or your, yes. or your oh, yeah, friends would guy. talk about it at school. Even it was just a very different way of relating to television than yeah. my kids now, who can watch literally almost whatever they want on demand. Um, right? It's just so different. So those it, definitely those yeah. four shows were a big part of Christmas for me growing up. Now my kids don't really care that much about those shows. They'll we'll still watch The Grinch. That's one yeah. that's kind and The of Grinch is thrasted. actually of
0: those four. The one that I remember
1: w- yeah. watching
0: and I, I don't know why I just didn't just miss the other ones, but.
1: But I also feel like now there's been some better like real Christmas movies that have come out mm-hmm. like um, Elf, which is, mm-hmm. you know, like such a crowd pleaser from anyone from parents down. Um, right. And so, but you can watch that whenever. So you really have the power to kind of create your own, which is nice in a way and and some, a little disappointing to me. in a way, And it's
0: also, it can be a little like overwhelming if yes. you have all the choices so I found myself, I did look up the holiday program, the tvguide.com holiday programming um, like list of all yeah. the um, network channels and what they're showing. Um, just because I was like, I just want to see it all in one place and know what to DVR for the kids or, cause it is, if you're, if it's truly limitless, it's kind of hard to know where to start. So
1: and do you want to hear something really, really sad? <laughs> I... Newspaper? No, no, <laughs> I don't even always know how to get to the network TV on my cam- on my. <laughs> Like or my uh, TV. I have to have my kids help me because we have like seven different remotes. It's one of those where um, we have the Roku or whatever, or the Apple TV. I don't remember what we use now, but it feeds, you know, so you can watch YouTube or Netflix Netflix or Amazon or whatever, but that's all I know how to do. I don't know how to get back to the TV unless someone shows me how half the time. (laughs) And I can also never find the TV remote because it's the smallest one that the kids just lose all the time. So I just get stuck in Amazon and Netflix half the time, which is fine with me because I, you know, I just don't really care that much for network TV anymore or even cable unless it's something I'm very specifically sitting down, usually with John yeah. to watch. Although you and I I I, want,
0: I think are still kind of in the minority because I'm the same way, but I think you and I both have very techie husbands. Yeah. And um, you know, we're we're in the online world ourselves. And so I like when I explain like we use Apple TV to get to Netflix and I have friends like who are still just, you know, cable provider and oh, yeah. DVR, right. you know, of course, but, simplifies.
1: but that streaming is
0: still like, not everybody's has like a multiple streaming options right. going all the time. A lot of people so. just do
1: that on their iPads or whatever. So, yeah, well, anyway, the point was that I was, I was circling around to, um, before I derailed myself is that, you know, what that also does is kind of opens up the idea of what makes a holiday movie. So like in our house, for some reason, the Harry Potter movies have always been considered oh, Christmas movies. I like that. Even though they're not really Christmas. Yeah. Me- I mean, they came out at the holidays, I guess. Right. Um, right. So my kids have been on a Harry Potter marathon all week. And so when they come, you know, when homework is done, I love that. Um, they'll turn it out. Now, this is not like a family movie night kind of thing for me because I've already seen these movies so and many they're times. Like
0: 87 hours long. And they're
1: so I long. Can't, yeah. So it's more like I'm making dinner in the other room and I can hear them listening to Harry Potter and I'll pop in every now and then and watch a scene and then walk back out. So, it's you know, Clara is not really that engaged too long for her. She's not really that engaged the whole time, but the boys are definitely all in there watching it. And for them, that's a holiday thing. I love Um, that. Another movie for us that's a big holiday one is Home Alone. We watch that every year. I think my kids are ready for Home Alone. Um, I think so too. Yeah. Probably.
0: And that was definitely, I think it came out in 90 or 91.
1: Yeah. So that was Holly Culkin, I think is the same age as me. Or maybe a couple years younger. Yeah, I feel... it. Yeah, he's probably right in that
0: window between us. But yeah, yeah, that was like obviously a staple of our, you know, growing up tween teen. And And then it was probably like already a classic.
1: Yeah, you'll probably find that Violet will be bored with that movie. But she'll she'll think the parts where like the bad guys are falling down and getting hurt with buckets and stuff. She'll find that hilarious. And I
0: think the other kids will too. Like... You know, just the slapstickiness and yeah. Now I have
1: to say that's exact, not that I didn't grow up in like in a super sheltered media family, but my mom was kind of a TV snob. And I have to say that that kind of stuff was absolutely like, she saw that as so lowbrow. (laughs) Like, like, uh, remember the, remember when, um, uh, what's the show where people just hurt themselves on video? America's Funniest Home Videos. Remember that show? When that came out, she'd be like, "Ugh, I can't believe this is entertainment. (laughs) People just getting hit with things. So that movie, I actually, I don't remember when I first saw it, but I don't, it was not when it first came out. It was much later. I, I do remember seeing that one in the theater
0: and I was probably pretty much the target audience, like, you know, demographic. Right. At that age. But yeah, yeah that's a classic. Um, no, I think, I think this year my older two kids are ready for some of those that are not just, you know, I don't know, really little kid stuff. Right. Um, what about the old, old old animated ones because those are sort of weird and scary rudolph you mean,
1: looking at you <laughs> do you mean the all the ones that came out like after root Ru- like that were all in that vein like yeah. by the same animators oh yeah we have a quick and um, there's one of the i want to say it's like abc family one of the channels one of the sort of like knockoff um network stations uh-huh. plays like marathons of those okay and there's ones i didn't even realize were a thing because again as a kid you only really saw the ones that were promoted and and I don't every think year. I saw those, like, the
0: real classics as a kid. I think I've only seen them as an adult. Yeah. So, like,
1: Rudolph is... It's terrible. Scary. It's one of my favorites. But what, first of all, Santa's a total jerk. Yeah. He's mean. <laughs> and is he who, is he the one who, who's, like, isn't there a coach? I, I haven't seen it in a few years, but there's, like, a football coach or something. Like, oh. or are a track coach. They're all running at the beginning, and the coach is super mean to Rudolph, and then Santa's mean to Rudolph. Santa or Rudolph's dad is mean. It's it's kind of a bummer. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I still love it. Um, just it's for me that's totally nostalgia. Yeah, and I love you know like a lot of the songs from it are on my Christmas playlist. Nice, um, like Silver and Gold, which I think was yes, Blue Eyes. yes, yeah, one of my favorites. Um, but there's now there's there's all these other ones like there's like Father Christmas I think one is called. There's one where there's yeah. all these like elves and fairies in the woods. It's really creepy, but there's it's kind of fun to watch those with the kids because yeah, especially the teenagers are like so cynical about it, and they'll say, "Mom, right. is this the kind of stuff you watched growing up?" Like, really? I said, "Yeah, it is." Fun, huh? <laughs> good times, good, good times. times.
0: Oh my gosh! Um, so, what about more um, like the last 10, 15 years of movies? I know that you're a Love Actually fan. I mean, um,
1: I have I, I love Love Actually. I do too. I um, love it. Although love it. I feel you can watch that at any time of year. Yes. Um, it is a Christmas movie, and it's one of my favorites. I watch that every, pretty much every year. Um, such a good cast. I mean, you know, and it's such a it's confusing because it's like so many storylines going on, but all of the storylines I thought were so charming that I never yes. got bored of them. Now, um, we had a couple American knockoffs of the concept, which I thought were both terrible. Which New Year's one? Eve and Valentine's Day? Which no, were also like it. sort of star-studded casts, love stories, right. lots of different things going on, but the, it was all supposed to come together at the end, and it just yeah. didn't. Never did. It didn't gel. That's why me. that movie is so. And there's some like heavier, more adult things in Love
0: Actually for yeah. sure, but it has like an innocence about it almost. It does. Like it's, you know, it's like feel good, and yet it's there's some depth. Um, so what's your favorite storyline in Love Actually?
1: I have- think my favorite storyline. Okay, well. Let well, me think to if I know what you're going to say. The, I'm going to guess
0: what you're going
1: to say. Oh, no. I don't. This is too. Okay. So I have a couple favorites, but my the one that gets me super hard in the feels is, um I can't think of his name, Snape, Professor Snape. And, oh, out, yeah. Yeah. Alan Rickman. <laughs> Alan Rickman and uh, oh, my gosh. Why can't I think of these people's names? Emma. Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. I'm nailing it. Gosh. I'm look not... at you, Sarah. And Emma Thompson. <laughs> and like the part where both sides now is playing and she yes. realized that like her husband didn't get her the necklace. Yeah. And oh. I will sob my face that's off. so sad. She's so good, too. Yeah. She's so good. And then she kind of pulls I, herself together. But yeah. I actually kind of think I like the Prime Minister and the Ditsy girl. I don't oh, know. That's I can... actually my
0: favorite. Is it?
1: Yeah. But well, I also love Colin like, Firth. If you pick a favorite then
0: you remember. Because the Liam Neeson storyline is pretty great, too. Oh,
1: they're like also the... good. I can't oh. pick a favorite.
0: I totally thought you were going to say um, the couple engaged in filming a Movie. Of adult
1: movies. Yeah. You know, honestly, I think that's cute, but for me, that's kind of like I forget about it. I, they're yeah. just not as big enough. There's not enough through line or something there. I don't know. Just didn't I, get me. I do love the scene where the Brit goes to Wisconsin. <laughs> I
0: was just going to say that. And have you noticed Why do they all have southern accents? Is, have you noticed that one of those girls is January Jones? <laughs>
1: yes, I. The, when I went back and watched it after I yeah. started watching Mad Men, I was like, "What? Oh my god, it's yeah, January Jones!" and also, how does she look exactly the same? Answer I know that. And the movie is like twenty years old or something. I know. I think um, she's rich too. She. Yeah. So that is what's so funny to me about that is why do the girls in Wisconsin have southern accents and why are they wearing cowboy boots? It's like it's like the the British guy's <laughs> crazy weird dream yeah, about what, see. like yeah, what well, I mean, Wisconsin like, would be like. Like, it's like the
0: Europeans' yeah distorted fantasy <laughs> exactly. view of America, but it's it's too great that they
1: picked Wisconsin and I the know. yeah
0: it's amazing the yeah. whole thing is great now yeah I
1: we we've to, just we a lot of time talking about that and now I feel like I'm giving away plot points but um
0: that's okay if you haven't seen love if you Ashley, haven't seen
1: it you know it's too late for a spoiler watch it because what are you thinking um yeah I, I love- also had to throw a shout out for Colin Firth in this because although. The storyline I felt was a little weird with him and the girl who doesn't even speak English. He does. He does at one point, I think, take his shirt off and jump in the lake. Yeah, he at least jumps in the lake. Yeah, I don't remember if his clothes are on or off, but I (laughs) I do love Colin Firth a whole lot. So yes,
0: yeah, it is. That is a great movie, and the soundtrack is great. I remember playing having like the CD of the soundtrack and playing that pretty much year round. But like, obviously, the Christmas numbers. Are great. You get a few of them stuck in your head. What's the actor's name that plays the washed-up
1: rocker? I can never think of it. I, he's great. Yeah, the one who does the really bad, like Robert uh, Palmer remake yes. of the <laughs> whatever Christmas song it is. <laughs> I don't remember what it is. Yeah. now. yeah, yes. Uh, um, we
0: were trying. We were. We saw him or someone who looked like him in something else recently. And yeah, tried I just saw whole- him.
1: I just saw him too in something recently, and was like, oh, I remember that guy. And he yeah, looks kind of the same.
0: Yeah, and I can't remember um what his name is. So
1: another great storyline. Oh my gosh! See, there's even more, which, which also <laughs> featured someone who was a surprise when I kind of saw him again. Is the guy who is in love with his 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 husband's um girl wife new wife? Uh-huh. And she doesn't think he likes her, and then he comes yes, and shows it, the cards. It, the well, door. that's the guy from Walking Dead. Oh, I haven't seen Walking Dead. But they but, looks he no. looks like the most baby faced baby version of him so you almost can't even right. tell right I, I can't think of his name i'm terrible with actors names i can't think of his name andrew something i want to say okay um but when you see him like all rugged and madman yeah. and then you or and, sorry walking dead and then you go back and see him in that where he just looks like this little curly haired like kind of soft-faced yeah, it's baby yeah. it's hilarious it's almost unrecognizable but it is him should we oh. move on <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> okay Hey, here's another movie I just thought of that I keep forgetting about, but it's kind of a holiday movie. It's Groundhog Day. Have you ever seen Groundhog Day? Oh, I love Groundhog
0: Day. I don't think of that as a
1: Christmas movie at all, because Groundhog Day is in February. But, oh, you know what? You're right. Okay, so it's not Groundhog Day I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of a different Bill Murray movie then. Oh. That does make sense. It would take place on Groundhog Day. (laughs) Oh, it's um, Scrooged. Which is a Christmas movie, and that's great. I feel like maybe I've seen it once. That falls under, like... That's the 80s. That you would, have missed, you would yeah. have missed all that.
0: Yeah. Um, oh. That is
1: great. Okay, so, so Elf, we've already covered. Have you seen Elf?
0: I have seen Elf, but I would like to see it again. I think I saw it when it came out once, um, but it hasn't been, like, a, a classic replay. Um, I'm trying to think of what else... Well, we should probably move on to music and oh, yeah. other...
1: I'm sure it. movies and things and other TV will pop into our heads as well as yes. we go.
0: Oh, I have one more question. Have you seen the Jim Carrey version of The Grinch? Is it, yeah. is it missable
1: or is it okay? I thought it was fine. Yeah. I'm We're kind of a... I'm loyal to the I'm a loyalist team. and right. a purist. I don't feel like that movie needs to be two hours long. Right. You know, a half hour really does pretty much cover it. Um, right. Or I guess 22 minutes if you count commercial breaks. Right. I mean, Jim Carrey's great. I've I like him. I think he did a good job. I just think it kind of got a little bloated. Yeah. You know, as yeah. happens when you take something, try to improve something that doesn't, and, mean, right, that doesn't <laughs> need it. Um, I would always watch the cartoon if I had to pick.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, we're definitely loyal to that. And I will say just on a completely different note, if you have really little kids who aren't ready for any of this, that we, I, we have just been enjoying just the Mickey mouse holiday specials. And I don't know cool. if there's, there's like Mickey's once upon a Christmas twice upon a Christmas. They're like, an hour exactly, and even the big kids like them. So do they have the,
1: the don't they do a Disney um, Christmas Carol too? That's good. Have you seen the Disney yes, Christmas Carol? And, well,
0: and it's confusing to me first of all because confession, people, I don't sit down and watch this with the children, so that's sure. why I never quite know exactly what I'm talking about.
1: So you're watching? Uh, wait, you're watching them by yourself? Is that what you're saying? No, no. I mean, <laughs> I'm not watching them at all. Like I put them. Oh, on, okay. I, <laughs> I I'm not watching them with them, so I don't got
0: it. They're watching them. Anyway, so I don't know exactly. But, yes, there is a Christmas carol. And I was explaining the gift of the Magi the other day, that story. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, we know this. It's just like in Mickey and Minnie. He gives her the uh, harmonica mm-hmm. and she gives him. So there's, like, a whole gift of the Magi. So I don't know if those are shorts that are that make up the whole, like, right. special maybe. Um, but the but all three of my kids like them at ages 2, 5 and 7. And then they like the Curious George Christmas special too. So, if you're if you have really little ones and still want to feel like you're giving them kind of a holiday movie, I think those are cute and they're on Netflix. The Mickey ones are, the Curious George one is too. So,
1: before we move off of Disney or off of movies, I feel like there's must be more full-length Disney feature films that are Christmas related. There must be. I feel like that's another thing that's different now obviously than when we were kids, but Sunday nights used to be the night you would sit down and watch the Disney family movie hour or whatever it was called back in those days. And like everyone I knew did. And I, I just feel like there was time of year, there must've been some Christmas programming on there, but I I don't know. Yeah, me too. I also want to ask, and I have no idea because I've, I don't know of any honestly. Um, but if someone is not, does not celebrate Christmas, but celebrates a different winter holiday, Mm -hmm. have you seen any programming? I mean, I know Adam Sandler has a cartoon that I think is actually friend family friendly um, called like eight crazy nights.
0: I don't know, but we should, we should, uh, ask our listeners on Facebook or something, get some recommendations before the show notes, or if you're listening to this now and want to comment, we would love that.
1: Yeah. Cause Uh. I I think that there's gotta be stuff out there that, you know, and I'd like my kids to see those too. I just never think about it's not in front of us. Yeah. Um, so whatever Christmas hall or whatever winter holidays people celebrate, there must be programming for those, even if it's not getting in front of us on Netflix or whatever. Um, So please give us your recommendations. Yeah,
0: let us know. And then I know we're supposed to move on, but I have to ask you, have you ever seen the TV movie, made for TV movie with Mary Steenburgen called One Magic Christmas?
1: No. Okay, so this is my It sounds like something on Lifetime. (laughs) It would, if it was on today, it would have been a
0: Lifetime movie. (laughs) But it was on, probably came out in like 84 or 85. Oh, okay. It's a long, I mean, when we were kids. And it was made for TV movie and Mary Steenburgen plays a very stressed out- uh, unhappy mother <laughs> and it's the, the storyline is terrible. And the, so there's an angel sent to sort of like teach her that she, you know, everything she needs in life is right in front of her. And she's this kind of bitter, ungrateful. So the angel kidnaps her two children and makes her think he's driven them into the river. Nice. So, like half the movie is her panicking, thinking that this kind of weird guy like took her kids while she was in the grocery store. And then at the end, she's happy because that didn't happen. But this
1: was oh like goodness.
0: a major, either I remember it really well because it was so disturbing or I just wasn't allowed to watch that many movies. But later in my 20s, I kept asking people if they had seen it. And like you who have seen many movies,
1: <laughs> nobody knew what I saw. No, about. <laughs> I, this is not ringing a bell for I, me. Very- I love that actress, though. I, I like her too. And she was great. And
0: it start the beginning of the movie has her like singing in the shower to stop in the name of love. And then like her kids are banging on the door and she can't even like finish her shower singing in peace, um, hilarious. which the whole thing is hilarious. I forget who plays the husband, but it's someone else famous. Like you, it's someone we would be like, Oh yeah. Classic
1: eighties. Um, Like the listen- guy who was on coach or something.
0: I, I guarantee that <laughs> there, some listeners have seen this movie because they are, always- you know, the more you
1: talk about it, the more I think probably I have and I'm just blanking it out. So What's I it? think in my 20s sometime, Brian tracked it down on VHS when when there were still
0: some VHS and some DVDs. So I might even own it on VHS because it did. I, I was like on a mission to prove it existed because no one I knew had ever heard of it. And I was like, you guys, I, I don't even know any normal movies, but I know this one. So listeners, if you're a One Magic Christmas fan. <laughs> here
1: right. One Magic Christmas. Please connect. Please connect yes. because... Um... Sarah really needs your support. <laughs> Wait a second, we can't move off movies yet. We haven't okay. even we, we we haven't even tipped this okay. know, gotten to the tip of the iceberg yet. Um, what about old movies? Well, like okay, this
0: is where it's all you because I okay. somehow just haven't seen enough of them, but I want to this year. I want to. Okay, what I about? Seen, I, have, I have seen It's a Wonderful Life, but only like as an adult and only yeah. maybe once or twice.
1: What about A uh, Miracle on Thirty 4th street. Forty Three? Isn't that terrible? Neither version. Okay, so this is one where I will They're say. Good? Yeah, I think it's great. But I think that the remake in the 90s is just as good. And I usually don't say that. But I think the remake is really, really good. And it has that adorable girl in it, Mara, that Mm -hmm. child actress. Watch Matilda with her. Yeah, yeah, Matilda. Um, She's mm -hmm. great and super cute. And the the woman who plays the mom who was one of those kind of 80s, 90s actresses whose names, I think I want to say Elizabeth something. I don't know. It's all just kind of a wash for me but um she's in it she's great it's a good it's a good remake and it's a, just contemporary enough right that it makes it you know I yeah know.
0: okay megan well over here at the mom hour we are big fans of our sponsor our place in fact you me and our team member katie we're all comparing notes on our favorite product
1: Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. To claim this deal, go to Hayahealth.com dot com slash momhour. The deal not available on their regular website. Go to h i y a h e a l t h dot com slash momhour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Um, another another kid movie that um is Christmas oriented, which was a remake, was the new Annie that came out last year. And technically, I don't oh. think that's a Christmas movie, but they kind of build it as one. Right. I want to say because I think we went and saw it last year in December. And I thought the remake was fantastic. It is not the original Annie. So if you're looking for the original Annie, watch the original Annie. This is a kind of like hip hop modernized New York City version of it. I remember when it came out. Um, I really enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. And it's, but I went in knowing what I was getting. There's new songs, some of which weren't that awesome. Um, But they did a really nice job. I thought they kind of updated a lot of the music without, so it was still the old music, but they kind of added to it, which was fun. But you don't, it doesn't have to be one or the other. That's one thing that I think is funny when people get really weird about remakes. It's like you can enjoy both. Right. It's okay. You don't have to. Right. And sometimes what
0: you encounter first, I think about this like when it's like the Broadway music that you and yeah. I both love, like whichever one you encounter first sort of becomes like your original. Does that right. make sense? Like yeah. Sometimes you just happen to see the newer one first and it's okay to attach to that because that's right. what you saw. Right. That's um, absolutely true do so you know, nothing, everything doesn't have to be, like, sourced to the original. Exactly. Um What about Polar Express? Have your kids seen Polar Express? Did that come out when your kids were a little bit younger? I feel like it's yeah, about... Yeah, it's what, 10, 10 years old? Yeah, um, I think it's about
1: 10 years old. We've had it on in the house. Like, it's one of those we'd rent for the yeah. kids to watch. I don't like the animation. I find it very creepy.
0: I think the animation is creepy. I think, I feel like Tom Hanks is, like, in my house stalking me a little bit. Yeah, I don't Hanks.
1: like it. And, and
0: I, here's I, how I feel. When I read that book, which I love to read aloud, it's like very calm and yeah. soothing. And I feel like the movie is the opposite. The whole time it's stressful. It's like the train is going to like go off the tracks.
1: It, it is. <laughs> right. And it's another one of those things where it's a book that you can read in 10 minutes or 15 yeah. minutes and it's a two hour long movie or however yeah. long it is. It just doesn't need to. It, it felt unnecessarily stretched out to me. I was not a unnecessarily fan. dramatic. Like, Yeah. Like added added stress and drama. And I find the book so peaceful. Yeah. And the movie very stressful. Oh my gosh. This just brought another thing. Have you ever seen The Snowman? No. Okay. If you want a peaceful movie for your kids, that's awesome. Okay. Find it. I don't even know if it's available. I know you can find clips of it on YouTube, which I will do. Um, I don't even know if there's any dialogue. Oh, interesting. It's all about this boy who goes to bed and wakes up in the middle of the night or something. He has a dream that his snowman uh-huh. comes to life and they just Aww. go on this like magical adventure. It's like a half Aww. an hour long. Is it newer or older? No, it's it came out like in the late seventies or early eighties. Oh, okay. Um, maybe eighties and it's really awesome animation. And the music is done by this children's choir, like a boy's choir. Oh, Nice. It's, it's hauntingly beautiful. And I forgot all about it till well, just this moment, but I'm going to find okay. it cuz I'm, I'm writing, writing that out. one down. Well, you need some peaceful stuff to watch after your kids are all freaked out by the Polar Express. You can <laughs> watch The Snowman. <laughs> um, I came to my mind cuz I was just thinking about like what, you know, did I watch in my house? We definitely had a, a collection of VHS tapes, some of which uh-huh. came out. Oh my gosh. A Christmas Story.
0: Oh yeah. So this is what happens Another when I don't movie write that down I wasn't that really I allowed to see when I was really little, so then I saw it kind of Later, like yeah, as Yeah, that teenager. is a classic
1: for us. We watch that every year. And what about Christmas Vacation? And uh, Yes, we watch that every year. I mean, not at all kid-friendly, although now most of our kids have seen it. I right. Mean, it's well, not, yeah. It's really not kid-unfriendly. There's really right. nothing dirty. Unlike the other vacation movies where um, there was a little sex and stuff, this one, I don't think the Christmas Vacation has any sex. It has one um, instance where – one or two instances of swearing, but okay. not – super terrible there's like one part at the end where clark freaks out and like goes on this crazy rant and says the f word um it's just one of those silly goofy there's enough kind of slapsticky stuff to keep the kids happy right it's it's a good one we watch that every single year and we watch we watch a christmas story every single year and that to me is this like classic family you know yeah. we have so many one-liners that have right. I've been saying since I was like seven years you know it's fragile I mean that's right. been saying that since I was a little kid to the point where you don't even always remember where it came from you well, think and it's, that's like what a like
0: from my perspective because I don't think I saw it till I was older like then you watch it and realize you understand what everybody's been saying this whole time, the whole time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: That's yeah. what it's like to be me <laughs> um another one that we watched every year which is a little more obscure was called the the homecoming and it was the cast from the the Waltons. Oh. But like they were, because I definitely remember John Boy and Jim Bob were in it. But I want to say The Mom was different. I'll have to look up that one because it was a good movie, but I don't really remember now what it was about. And that was when my mom it okay. out every year. And then two more I should mention. Okay. Um, the 80s version of A Christmas Carol is fantastic. It's a musical. And I oh, can't remember if it's in it? Oh, okay. man. I don't even remember if it's called A Christmas Carol. It's just are you are you googling yeah. right now google like like 80s musical christmas carol okay the actors are famous you would totally know who they are uh uh-huh. yeah i've got this almost, song at the end like thank you very much and yeah, it's great i kind
0: of almost remember yeah 1984 um plot cast what's it called it's it's called a christmas carol oh, this okay. one at least all right um, if this is the right one
1: george c scott yep Pink that's Pink. right okay yep, yep that's it I didn't recognize these so,
0: names at
1: first. Um, it does say musical, right? I mean, I just know that it's a musical, and it came out. In yeah. Nice, so that, and then I do, you know, going back to the the old old days, I do like watching every year. What ends up happening is, um, Christmas Eve after John and I kind of do all of the deeds that need to be done, and you know, I'm not talking about yes. doing the deed. I'm talking about doing the Christmas Eve deeds. Get my head out of the gutter. Um, we end up sitting down in front of the TV, and there's always. The Wonderful Life is on. He had never seen it until a couple of years ago, and if you can get past the fact that the commercials make it like eight yeah. hours long, yeah, um, it's fine because you got other stuff going on anyway. It's Christmas right. Eve where you got get someplace else to go, and it was so funny because at the end when you know everyone's giving him back the money. Again, it's a spoiler, but I'm sorry if yes. you haven't seen this wonderful life yet, too bad for you. Um they're all giving him the money and uh-huh. I look over and John's got like these big tears in his oh. eyes and he's just like, "Oh my god." So I kind of like watching that with him. And then there's always the there's Holiday Inn and um White Christmas. White Christmas. And those are fun to watch too and they're often on AMC or another one of those older movie channels.
0: When I lived in Chicago in my twenties, we went to a White Christmas sing-along at one of the big old theaters. Yeah. Um, up on the fun. north side. The Chicago people which would, would know which one I'm talking about on Southport, I think. Um, and it, like the whole theater was filled with people and it was a sing-along to White Christmas. Oh, like you'd go so to fun. like a sound of music sing along or something. It was really fun.
1: Oh, fun, fun, fun. Yeah. All right. Well, I think I'm ready now. I think I just got I think i Got it all out. It purged it. I'm sure there's something I'm forgetting. But... I know. We probably forgot like the really obvious ones. Right. But... I'm sure. Okay. I'm sure I
0: haven't seen them. So
1: <laughs> let's talk about books because I think okay. that's something that can have kind of a Christmassy focus, even mm-hmm. if it's not a Christmas book. Um, mm-hmm. This time of year, I kind of always want to read the Little House books. There's like almost every one of the Little House books has a Christmas scene in it Yes. of some sort, which was yes. some of my absolute favorites, like oh my um, gosh, on the banks of Plum Creek, where yes. they go to the church Christmas. Oh, yes. That's a good one. And Laura or, gets the fur cape. And yes,
0: what? yes, from the bin because like she was that. super
1: jealous because Nellie Olsen had one that she was always bragging about. Oh, and what about
0: <laughs> when they're, when um, Mr. Edwards traipses through and like oh. pretends to be Santa Claus and they, they each get the get, tin
1: cup and a penny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. we just watched. <laughs> and Allegra a piece and of a stick this, of whorehound candy. The TV show, I still never and heard. that
0: scene is pretty similar yeah. in the TV series. I had, I mean, if I had seen that, it would, it's been too long, so it's cute. Yeah, those are very holiday reminiscent i'm trying to think of
1: well we talked about the polar express as being yeah so we
0: um, we have a ton of children's christmas book and that's sort of like a tradition or a collection i'm finding that this year it's not like they don't want to be read to storybooks but there's just the older two can read so it's like i'm like come on sit down listen to a story gather around old mammy's knee and it's gonna pay you to to sit down and listen um but Violet will. And so we love Polar Express. One of my favorites um, that's more recent that has that same peaceful storybook quality is called Christmas Magic or The Christmas Magic. I'll link to it. Okay. Um, if you see it, in, it's like all it's always in the front of Barnes and Noble and stuff. It has a Santa who has this blue. He looks like Merlin, a blue. And that like totally threw my kids when we got the book. They were like, it's not Santa. And that's what I kind of like about it. It's this very kind of mystical like way to imagine the North Pole and Santa. And it's all about Santa getting ready. But it's not about yeah. the presents, and it's it's super like the opposite of commercialized Santa. It's very, it's just totally imaginative. And it's about how he gets the reindeer ready and shines his sleigh. And just the language and the pictures are so peaceful. It's one of my favorites. So I'll link to that one.
1: Well, that's good. I always uh, use more, more of that kind of stuff. Because I feel like we have just this kind of nameless rabble collection of, you know, kind of random Christmas books for the kids, none of which, not many of which have really stood out. Well, and here's a trend I have to say in
0: Christmas storybooks is the aim to get grown-up nostalgia to Uh, buy the book, because mm -hmm. there are so many that are conceptually beyond little kids, but then they're sold as storybooks, and it's because they tug at the heartstrings. And there's some really good ones. We have one about I think it's fictional. I don't think it's true, but it's about um where the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree came from. Or maybe it's kind of based on a true story. And you're like crying huge crocodile tears at the end, but the kids don't get it. So it's like yeah. one of those, you know, where I, and I do think that there's some of that. Now, that's not a problem if you just like to have they're beautiful often, but they're not always the ones that the kids like. Um, So, Yeah. We have another one called Oh, What a Christmas that's totally cute and funny. And if you have probably preschoolers, the reindeer get lost. And so Santa ran, rounds up farm animals. That was really cute. That was <laughs> very
1: light and, um,
0: you know, appeals to the preschool crowd. We
1: had a really cool one I just thought of that was about the nativity. And it's just like, I'm going to find it and we'll put it in the show notes. But I, I want to say it's this hugely pregnant mary but okay. it's like very whimsically drawn uh-huh and i'm pretty sure a midwife gave it to one of my kids oh, as cool. a gift like a long time ago so that would probably tell you a little bit about what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i just laughed so hard i choked on my own spit um but it's like <laughs> this very kind of earthy birthy yeah. interpretation of the nativity let's just put it that way so I, <laughs> but i like it the pictures are cool it's very different so, I'll, I'll find the link to that one and we can get yeah, that, that one that as well. Yeah, that is a good one. So, if you have, have a I mean, pregnant pregnancy in your house right now, it might be a fun one to yes, reach older kids. Yeah, that is. My, my final <laughs> pregnancy, I was very pregnant at Christmas. So, it, is, it does add some meaning. <laughs> I've only been pregnant at Christmas one time. Yeah, because you had all your babies right before. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well,
0: I was pregnant at Christmas all three times, but I was about like 20 weeks. I would say I was about halfway or thereabouts with the first two times where I was, I mean, Violet's born January 21st. So I was more than eight months pregnant the last time. So mm-hmm. I was, I was very married. Um Do you have any of the Jan Brett Christmas books? And it might even be Jan, Han, Jan. That name sounds very familiar. Um, you'd recognize the illustrations probably. And um, they're really cool. They are, I don't know. I'm just going to mess them up culturally, but it's definitely like, I want to say, uh, eastern european kind of either like russian polish oh yeah the um, mitten yeah the
1: mitten yeah I, want, troll, I think that, that i think she is from michigan <laughs> i think that's why i the hat the mitten i'm looking at her picture right now uh anyway go on i'm pretty sure she's from michigan though okay so not eastern oh no Europe. sorry massachusetts there's another michigan artist okay. uh, writer who has similar um, but
0: those are really fun especially for my like california kids because they're super wintry yeah there's one about a troll like a little fable kind of about a troll oh, that's fun. who goes off and um and they're not you could almost keep some of them around year round because they're more wintry than christmasy um those are fun so we have can you
1: have you personally read um a christmas carol i haven't okay so if have you read much dickens i have not okay it's one you of my need- shameful secrets no it's fine neither if you need a dickens like Uh, a way to ease in on the Dickens (laughs) or a way to just say you've read some Dickens yes Um, read A Christmas Carol it's short it's really an easy read plus you already know the story yes so it's kind of easy you know that way that the old Elizabethan or whatever era that was that English is really easy to kind of get lost in and yes You lose the plot entirely. (laughs) Sentences are like three
0: pages long. Yeah, Yeah.
1: and this one, I mean, you know exactly what's happening, so you never lose. And it's it's short enough you could probably finish it in a couple of you know evenings of leisurely reading. It's it's not hard at all. And then it actually kind of inspired me to read more Dickens, which was kind of fun because it before that I would say I I I had started several Dickens books. Yeah,
0: because I feel like no one should have a degree in English literature. Mostly yeah. specializing in British literature, yeah, and never have read Dickens. I but feel you know like-
1: what? I've tried. Like, I started to read um, *A Tale of Two Cities*, and I got I got into a few chapters, and I liked it. But it's like I couldn't. I just couldn't. Mean like at night, I'd be reading late at night, and my brain power just wasn't there. So this was kind of a nice way to just get yeah, a grasp that on is it. Good. Um, it's fun. It's a fun kind of quick-ish adult read that probably even kids like a not a child, but like a right. teen um, or an advanced, you know, maybe even preteen reader, if they already know the story, that might right. be a nice way to kind of ease them in on that too.
0: So. Yeah, that's good. Now I'm, I'm inspired. You're going to do I'll it I'll let now. you know. Okay. I will <laughs> let you know if I read it. Um, should we talk about music? And it's free on we? Kindle too. So. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah.
1: Great. Um, yeah, let's uh, talk about music. Music and
0: or the Nutcracker. You choose. Oh my
1: gosh. Well, let's do both. Okay. Let's quickly talk about they, the Nutcracker.
0: Start with the Nutcracker. Okay. Yeah. Um, I know you've taken Clara a couple times yep. and I know like for a lot of people, it's sort of like Christmas tradition. So yep. um, I obviously grew, obviously to you, maybe not to everybody, but grew up dancing and performing. I didn't really start performing in the Nutcracker until I was like college age because my ballet studio growing up did a different holiday Production because mm-hmm. there were like four Nutcracker. It was a saturated Nutcracker market, um, and so our studio had always done a different holiday um, show. So I didn't start performing in Nutcrackers till I was in my twenties. But then I did it, you know, Christmas after Christmas. And if you've grown up in the dance world, it does not feel like Christmas until either until Nutcracker starts or until it's over. Because right. once you're when you're performing, like you know, from performing in shows, like you can't you can't get anything else done. I mean, I wouldn't even start my Christmas shopping or do anything until it was over, which sometimes was, you know, the third week in December or whatever. But, um, that is one thing I've, um, come to appreciate more recently is the nineties Macaulay Culkin, New York city ballet, uh, movie version, which I totally poo-pooed as a snob before, Mm -hmm. but we watched it last year and there's like certain things that you just have to get over that are weird and annoying, but the dancing is good, and um, the kids actually like it because there's more close-ups of faces and stuff. Yeah, I remember so
1: watching it, that and really enjoying it.
0: Yeah, I think from a from a ballet perspective, it annoyed me because the camera cuts are so different than what it's like to watch a live show, and there's like a million close-ups of Macaulay Culkin's face, like at every <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at every reaction, which just isn't how it works. Um, but my kids really liked it, and I think kids respond more to those like. Facial cues and yes, characters. You're stuff. totally right. But it's New York City ballet. So the I mean, the dancing is actually really, really good. It's just not what it's like to watch. I think I have a VHS version of the American Ballet Theater Nutcracker with Berishnikov and Gelsey Kirkland, mm-hmm. which was like a big deal at the time. It's like 1978. And that's the one I like to watch, but it's completely weird. Like and it's not fun to watch if you're not a ballet person. So um, but you can check out Nutcrackers, like any version, um, if you want to show your kids or just you know watch it for something else to put on. You can check them out at the library. I'm sure there's different versions on you know all of the streaming services we've talked about. So even if you can't go, yeah, um, yeah, and then and then the the score, of course, is beautiful.
1: I will say this is the fourth or fifth year we're taking. Oh gosh, no, probably the fourth that Jenna and I are taking our girls. So we took Clara and Ruby. Clara was three the first time. We went so three, four, five. Yeah. So this will be the fourth year. And we go to, up to Grand Rapids and go to the Grand Rapids Ballet generally. And they just kind of reimagined it last year. So Chris mm. Van Ellsberg, who wrote the Polar Express, yeah. and the other and Children's Sports, J- yeah. is from Grand Rapids. So they worked with him to like completely re kind of imagine the staging and the scenery cool. and the set. It's awesome. It looks like they're inside a storybook. So, like oh, around, really cool. I don't even know what they call it, but like around the proscenium. Um, and down on the sides, there's all these huge illustrations of mice, like the rat king and all that stuff. But they at some point there's little animations built in. And when I first heard about this, I thought, oh geez, another, you know, we're pandering to kids who can't sit still. Da-da-da. Right. But it actually it is hard for kids to sit still that long oh, for that yeah. show. It's hard for me to sit yeah. still that long for that show. I mean, show. there's so
0: much that's boring. Just there like is. Any,
1: there's so yeah. much that's boring. And the dances go on forever. Yeah. Um, but the there's just little things like snowflakes fall in the on the sides. Right. It's big. It catches their attention. Yeah. um, And it just makes little parts just that much more fun and interesting to watch. So I, I've really enjoyed it. Now, this year we're taking Luna, too, who's um, who's not quite yet four. Wait, okay. No, wait a second. She is four. I don't even know. I don't even know how old my own kids are. She's four. She'll okay. be five in the spring. So okay. she's going for the first time because we kind of made it an older girls thing. And right. so we're hoping – this year that it's going to work out. We're also doing the matinee this year. We've always done the evening show. Oh, that's nice. And we realized that like, by the time we eat dinner and get there, the girls yeah. are falling asleep yeah. by, you know, halfway through the second act. So we're doing a matinee this year. Then we'll go eat. And yeah. That, that fun yeah. Stuff. That works.
0: Um, I know that if you're, um, wanting to take your kids to any kind of like nutcracker or just a holiday play check, like community colleges, yeah. like the local, dance schools, because obviously tickets will be cheaper and your kids don't need to be at the Met or see the Rockettes. Um, And I think the holidays are a fun time to make that. Like if seeing live theaters kind of on your like parenting bucket list, this is a good time, but it doesn't, you don't have to shell out for the big shows when they're little, because it just takes you know, it takes practice to know how to get through that kind of stuff. Um, another so
1: another sweet. live theater recommendation, I guess. Um, I was in a production of The Christmas Schooner last year, yes. and now I'm seeing it everywhere. Like, it's oh, popping cool. up all over the place. It was a Chicago thing, but I think they must have just released the rights to it, like, in the last year or two outside okay. of the theater where it originated, because now I'm seeing it everywhere. That's a really fun family show. It's cool. a little the, – the material's a little intense for really young kids, but definitely – Ten and up, I would say okay. maybe even nine, eight, nine and up um, can definitely handle it. So okay. just something else to keep your keep your eye out for your local community theater. They might be doing something awesome, and it might be that.
0: Awesome, awesome.
1: We just need to talk about mu- music now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I do have a playlist which we will add to the show notes where I'm okay. keeping some of my favorite. Um, the Spotify playlist, and I don't think you have to pay for a Spotify membership to listen. They'll just be ads. But I think right. I love Spotify as yep. a music delivery service because yep. you can find almost anything and it makes sharing really, really easy.
0: Actually, last year was right when we first sprung for a paid Spotify account was at Christmas time because, you know, we we had relied on Pandora and mm-hmm. I still sometimes use Pandora if I just want to be mindless about it. But... um christmas it would be like i wanted a specific version of a specific song and that's that's what you pay for is being able to get that
1: i find that pandora like the radio stations start off really strong and then after like five songs you end up in some weird loop where it just like kind of goes downhill i I don't know what what algorithm it's using and that song alleluia
0: like the um oh you know which one i mean is played on every that's our running joke it's played on every station no matter what um yes Genre. Right,
1: exactly. Like you went in with like some jazz swing, and yeah. then next thing you know, you're listening to some kind of choral or something. Yeah. You're like, wait, no, that's not what I wanted. So this is like pretty much. This is more heavy on the stuff I grew up with, which is a lot of stuff like Harry Belafonte mm-hmm. and Matt King Cole and stuff. But also, um, there's some kind of jazzy. Like there's some standards for sure. Very few contemporary Christmas songs, so I don't really go for contemporary Christmas. Yeah, songs. that's just my thing. I'm not it's just not the way I. It's not the way I roll. But that's okay. Everyone, um, no, I. Do you I, have I'm, a list a, you could yeah. share?
0: Um, I I don't have a specific playlist. I feel like I've been listening to yours, but okay. I I'm, I'm pretty mean, much pretty the pretty same good. as you taste wise. But you got me in going back into actually listening to choral music last Christmas. I yeah. in high school I sang choral music, and the holidays were like a huge time for that. We had big concerts in this beautiful church and whatever. Um, but I never really thought to listen to recorded choral music. I just would sing it myself, you know. Right. So, um, last year I. Started listening to Mormon Tabernacle, tabernacle Choir
1: yeah.
0: um, on Spotify, and I don't know why that just hadn't occurred to me. But you definitely—I know that that's one of your favorites too. It is,
1: but you know what? I removed it from that list because it felt out of place. Yes, like, I definitely sandwiched to in between it. that and like Bing Crosby and something else. So I took it off that list, but I'm now making like a separate yeah. choral list. Well, and it's really pretty in the background because what I'm like a very active music listener, like usually
0: I have music turned up and I want to like sing to it and listen to the words, but you can't do that all the time. Right. Um, And so then I would tend to turn it off, but it's fun to have like the the choral music is or Nutcracker. Those are both great for background music. And then you might hear something that kind of like you're like, oh, turn it up. You know, (laughs) that's
1: the kind of stuff I love to listen to the choral stuff. If I'm like in my kitchen baking and Mm -hmm. in my case, fat. Snowflakes are falling outside my window and in, in your case you're just dreaming and, about that. Yeah, in my
0: case I'm looking <laughs> at a lemon tree that is overproducing right now and make Ooh, lemonade. So funny.
1: <laughs> um yeah, so it's definitely like I love the standards. I love I mean I just love so much I love Christmas music. Yeah. Even though like I can't really get into it because we could sit here and talk about Christmas music for a whole hour, but I think if you listen to my list I, that will give you an idea. Yeah. Of, I was listening I to Just
0: favorite. Sinatra on the yeah. like on the drive home from school pickup today and That was making me happy. Like usually it's like a mix of Sinatra and Dean Martin and all that, but it was like just a Sinatra album that was making me happy. Um, I have a favorite, favorite new, newer, like music though, to check out for the holidays. If you haven't, I've mentioned it on our holiday episodes before, and it's a group called the lower lights and they're a hymn revival group. And they, um, so it's, it's like, it's like classic hymns, but they have (laughs) almost a bluegrassy like folk sound and they're all independent musicians But then they come together at the holidays and they do these huge sold out concerts. And then they have two, I think two full length albums and then a mini album. Um, And so it's a lot of hymns you'd recognize. And it's like, I can't explain the style except that like, if you imagine the best singing around the campfire harmonies of old Christmas hymns with great solos and beautiful guitar and it's just, it's
1: awesome. And it's a little different. So and they are on Spotify. I think when you first sent me that play, that album, Sarah, because mm-hmm. you bought it for me a few years yeah. ago, um, it wasn't on Spotify at the time. So I would listen when I was on iTunes, but I'm just so rarely right. like right. on iTunes. But now it is on Spotify, so you can listen yeah. to it there.
0: They, yeah, they're, it's just something kind of different. and um, they're, Yeah, it's great. So they're called The Lower Lights. I'll link to that, too.
1: And if I had to pick one modern Christmas song I do like, It's All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. I know, that's that a really good one. Is featured in The Love Actually. It is. That, well, that's probably why I know that song. soundtrack. Um, yeah. Also,
0: Whitney Houston, God rest her soul. Um, her holiday album that was more recent, like she might even have a yeah. couple. But yeah. she has a little drummer boy that I really like. It has um, one of her kids' like voiceover on it that's really mm-hmm. cute. And she has a couple other really pop. But for some reason, I like them. I'm a Whitney fan.
1: Me too. Hey, there's no shame in being a Whitney fan. No. She's great. And then...
0: Um, yeah. So that's, I don't, I'll, I'll just link to the whole album, but I know I like the little drummer boy version. Um, and anybody who sings like that, who can sing Oh Holy Night is good in my book. Yeah.
1: Do you have an absolute favorite? This would be a good way to end. Cause I don't. Um, but do you have like a number one favorite Christmas song? This is like um, asking me to name my favorite kid. I can't do it, but.
0: I have a couple. I okay. like, i from a classic, just like a carol, um, "O oh Come All You Faithful is pretty much one of my favorites. It's one of my favorites yeah. to sing. Um, and I love listening to great Ave Maria's and Oh Holy Nights because I love great vocals. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the first three that come to mind.
1: What about you? I, I guess if I had to like... Can you pick who, five since you have five kids? Then you don't have to... <laughs> Maybe... See, I feel like I'd have to pick one from each genre, yeah. so like that would probably take me longer than we have left. But I will say, "Oh, Holy Night" is probably my favorite, like yeah. traditional. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, when it comes into the more fun, like jazzy stuff, that's where I get, I get a little hung up because it's like I love Bing's version of this, I love Frank's right. version of that, right. I like Nat's version of this, and it just right. kind of goes on and on and on. Right. And it's a it's a right. never ending conversation. But <laughs> yes, but if you li- if you listen to my playlist, you will find some of my faves there.
0: And yeah, and we all should. So we'll link to that. We'll link to try to link to every movie, including One Magic Christmas that we mentioned. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. yeah, did we leave anything out? Movies books? Probably, today. but yeah.
1: yeah, we should wrap up. This has been fun. <laughs> this has been very fun. It, so leave to us a comment at the themomhour.com
0: or tweet us at themomhour um, or leave us a comment or send us an email. Hello at themomhour.com and tell us what your favorite holiday media are tell us what we left out tell us if you, if totally you agree with crazy. us
1: about anything or if you think that you know our suggestions are stupid tell us that too that's fine so are you already listening
0: like daily to all this music is it oh yeah, you, yeah. we start
1: we start the day after thanksgiving we go yeah, to my 16. sister's house um and what we've been doing the last few years is just sitting around her living room listening to christmas music playing cards or just talking and that's like that's how it kicks off for us yeah me too so and, I, and I'm i like someday.
0: fanatical in our house about not listening to it before Christmas I don't I don't care if it's on in the stores like I don't get angry about it but it's like it's but in, pretty- the, in the car
1: if I like flip to the station where so I'm like no and I'll flip yeah. off oh no works. yeah it's not allowed <laughs> and so yeah the yeah. day after
0: the day after Thanksgiving it's like yeah. hardcore
1: yep yeah. yep yeah. yeah. awesome yeah, Alrighty. Well, well, we'll, we'll again, next everything
0: week. we talked about will be at themomhour.com. This is episode 31. You can find us by emailing us at hello at themomhour.com or Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, or just keep listening and subscribing to the podcast.
1: Keep those comments and reviews coming. We love them. We appreciate it. Thanks everybody. Talk to you soon. Happy holidays. Talk to you soon. That's 10% off at theessentialcalendar.com slash the mom hour.